Sometimes you're pawing around HBO and you're looking for something to watch. Um, I saw a documentary called Midnight Basketball, and it ended up having a lot of layers to it. It started in the 1980s, and uh, HBO looked at this in the States, and especially the D.C. area, and they said, how can we curb escalating crime rates? What do we do? So they were offering programming that was outside of school, independent of school, because oftentimes you get older and sports are sports are just at the varsity level and that there's a commitment and then there's often money involved. We all know competitive sports. If your kid played it or you played it, it's more expensive than ever. It's not getting cheaper. It's only getting more expensive. So they thought this keeps young people safe and off the streets. Here's a clip from the HBO uh, special about it in the in the mid 90s. Friday nights, we get six communities from across the city. They're TCH communities. We bust them in to the University of Toronto Athletic Center. Uh, we take them upstairs into their atrium. We give them a hot meal to start off. Then they go into a workshop. Um, they go through that for about an hour. Then we get them down here on the court. It's a good environment to be in on a Friday night because uh, all the youth get to go around. And it's better because not a lot of youth are going to be outside and getting into a lot of violence. Okay, I mentioned the HBO documentary. That's not from that. Uh, that's Siobhan Thompson, the TCH event coordinator, and youth uh, Haby Elmi. Uh, we're joined right now by Toshania uh, Williams, the acting manager of program development and evaluation at Toronto Housing, to talk about midnight basketball. Toshania, thanks very much for the time. I appreciate it. No problem. Good morning, Greg. Thank it's, you for having us on. Of course. It's such a great program. I saw this documentary. The documentary's got to have a little spice to it, so they talked about how this got politicized. It, um, you know and I know sometimes when politicians get involved from two different sides of the fence, there's going to some, something that's that's true and uh, and meant so sincerely can get politicized. That's But that's not what this is. This is a great, great thing in our city, and mm-hmm. I've just thought about this so much with you know, younger people that just need a purpose. They need to not just go to school and be robots or go to their part-time job and be robots. Those things are valuable. But this thing, this Midnight Basketball League in Toronto, I, I wish I wish there were 30 of them and not just uh, and not just this. Honestly, you're you have the same excitement about the program as we do. It's been running since 2013 and I have to say the impact is phenomenal. Like this program, I wish there was more ways to reach more young people because we've seen such great testimonials coming out of it. Um, so just to give you a little bit of background in regards to the midnight basketball program. So we take boys 14 to 18 years old. We bust them into UFT. It's a partnership program with uh, MLSC Foundation along with the University of Toronto. And we take an opportunity to teach them life skills, both on the court, off the court. So they're participating in workshops provided by guest speakers to tailor their resume. How do they become stronger mentally, physically, emotionally, um, while creating that safe space so that young people who are experiencing whatever the circumstances in their personal lives can come together despite whatever community they're in, they can build like the social network within midnight basketball. And I think that's the beauty of this program. It's no longer seeing young people attached to a community, but rather one larger TCH youth population. The busing in and getting to play at U of T, I mean, something most of us don't get to experience right away. Yeah. That's probably an incentive for, for a lot of these kids. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think when they walk into the Goldring Center, 
I don't know if you've ever seen it. It is a phenomenal facility, and we have to shout out the University of Toronto mm-hmm. for allowing us to even use it as a venue because many of us, like myself, before I started working with this program, a lot of us haven't set foot in this facility. And so University of Toronto allowing us to open their doors and be a part of that facility, it really creates an opportunity where our young people can imagine themselves being a part of mm-hmm. a bigger um, pursuit of education, right? And that's what we want. It's an opportunity to train like a professional basketball player. They go through skills and drills on a professional court. And so I think it's such an exciting experience. And we've had last year, actually, 129 boys participate. And that's spanning over 12 communities. And they go through this program from like March to August. And so that level of commitment from the young people is admirable right because again it's something that they have to commit to on a friday night where you could be at home playing video games or hanging out with your friends but instead they're choosing to come and develop their skills and develop themselves as an individual it's amazing um i can't give the website out enough torontohousing.ca slash midnight basketball when it started you mentioned it started in 2013 Mm-hmm. slow to get going or or did it sort of catch fire and and sometimes with with teenagers as we remember being teenagers things spread in a peer group and you're like we're gonna do this and then you're like oh i want to do it too it probably takes yeah. time though to build for sure um so it started off as a pilot program so obviously um we want to make sure that there was that safe space being created for our young men in particular and so this was an opportunity for them to come in. And again, like young men, they're very skeptical at first. I don't want to do this. It's a Friday night. I could be doing Mm -hmm. other things, but eventually that momentum built. And so consistently over the years, we've had over a hundred young men coming through the program and sometimes returning as volunteer coaches for their community teams. And so we've just seen this program elevate and grow to a level that is now spanning into the young women, right? So we're now trying to tap into our young women to break down that sport barrier. Um, And then also just, again, creating that sense of pride within themselves to say, okay, I'm coming from a TCHC community, but at the end of the day, the organization is creating opportunities for me. And so MLSC Foundation has funded the program um, for the last couple of years, and it's grown and it continues to grow. We're launching into new ventures and just really trying to make sure this program is accessible to all. I know someone listening might say, how much of a difference can it make? And I'm like, it, 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 if we don't walk before we run with a lot of these problems, you're seeing the news coverage. You hear from people in your community like mine, and it's something that, that's on everybody's minds, looking out for each other, safety, figuring out how to make young people uh, accountable for actions like 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 we were growing up. There's there's something that that's lost somewhere and we want to be able to get it back because we're going to make for a much more responsible, accountable generation with programs like yours. Mm-hmm. And to that point, I, it, you see the news, right? You know what's happening. And I love the fact that with our programs, we are intentional about the staff that we hire, right? Mm-hmm. We're making sure that there's a positive connection between our young people and our staff, right? Because again, we all have different experiences and we want to make sure that the staff are the role models, right? Teaching them off the court. If they have an issue, they can connect with our staff, right? And so it's the level of building that trust with our young people and we're seeing it actually have a positive impact. So there's so many testimonials I can speak of to see how our young people have grown, they've been molded and they're venturing into opportunities that 
they didn't even imagine for themselves. But it's just building that connection with our team and within their community and with MLSC Foundation and UFT that the doors are being opened for them. And so we're building stronger, healthier young people. Um, and it is impactful. We have the research. We have the stats to back it up. And so this program, I have to say, it has been one of our tried and true programs. Yeah. And it is phenomenal. I think you're hitting me here because you just need you need somebody beyond your parents. No matter how great your parents oh, yeah. are as a teenager, you need somebody else. And it doesn't always have to be a teacher. It could be somebody that you do work part time for. It could be a coach mm-hmm. of a team. And um, and and not everybody has you know all day and all night to to mentor somebody. But when you get that, and it seems like this 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 program just screams mentorship and looking at at adults that you could follow their lead and say, I've had so many adults in my life that weren't my parents. And I said, you're who I want to be in 10 years. I'd say that to myself. Like it's, you, you see impressive adults and you know the difference between the impressive ones that believe in you and the others that, that couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly it, right? It's the believing in them, right? Sometimes they're coming from environments that don't typically believe in them, right? And so we're creating that space where it's, people rallying behind them to say, yes, okay, you didn't get the layup this time, but Mm -hmm. how are we going to develop it? Right. And that translates into life, right? You didn't get the job or you didn't pass the exam this time, but what are you going to do next time? So it's really molding them as individuals, right? So if it's them looking for jobs, if it's them wanting to learn more. And we've had phenomenal guest speakers come in. We've had networking opportunities. We've had opportunities where they've gotten to give back to their own communities. And Mm -hmm. so that level of volunteerism, that level of um, mental fortitude, I think we're building within these young people. And it's just so admirable that they're now wanting to be a part of our coaching program, right? And gain the actual certifications to come back and mentor young people that are coming through the program mm-hmm. after they've just finished. So it's really a full circle type of program where we see, um, I don't know if you know Delano Banton, right? He mm-hmm. came out at our launch and he came through the program, right? And so it's stories like this where mm-hmm. we're t- impacting lives and we don't necessarily see it in the moment because sometimes, you know, young people, they're very defiant. Sometimes it's not interesting in the moment, but they'll look back and they'll say, you know what? I had this really great program that I was a part of. It I takes was- time. It, it takes time to really realize who influenced <laughs> you as, as a young person. I can I can speak to that clearly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's great to have you on talking about this, uh, Toshania. Count us as an ally and if there's anything we can do to help the program and help the word spread and help spread the programs themselves. You let us know. Thank you so much again for the opportunity and have yourself a great morning. Awesome. Thanks so much. Uh, Toshania Williams uh, from uh, Toronto Housing. That's uh, She's a manager of program development and evaluation. It, it just takes something small like this. TorontoHousing.ca slash Midnight Basketball. But I think about it in my community. Um, you know, and, I, and I, by the way, I have a terrible jump shot and can't jump worth a damn. I used to be able to rebound and defend. Those days are long gone. Maybe maybe tennis, maybe midnight tennis for me, I suppose, if the knees hold up.